Hey everybody, it's Friday, January 13th, and today on a special Friday the 13th edition of Texas Rangers with the Boys, we're talking Houston Astros and what that means for the AL West. Join us today, Texas Rangers with the Boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the Boys. We are the Boys. I am Kevin Frazier, your co-host. You can find me on Twitter at and Instagram at Kevin Lee Frazier. Just want to say welcome and hello to everyone. And also welcome and a hello to my co-host, uh, a man who is probably going to severely injure someone tonight and get paid for it. Uh, the 300-pound manimal, also known as Bull. Bull, how you doing today, buddy? Are you, are you, it's game time today for you. Uh, how we doing? Where can they find you on socials? And, and before we even jump off the show, why don't we also uh, give a big plug for the event that you guys are hosting tonight? Absolutely tonight. Well, I found I've tucked myself away in the uh, in the uh, uh, it looks to be a groom's or bride room that uh, from for the wedding chapel next door. I've uh, I've tucked myself away in the quietest place that I could find to do this. But tonight, uh, February or I mean, I'm sorry, Friday, January 13th at uh, the Southside Preservation Hall. Um Matt War Pro is going to have a big show. Um, the Matt War Pro is a good friend of uh, our sponsor, Texas Roughhouse, and uh, they're having a big show over here in Fort Worth, um, kind of right over here by where you're uh, about to move to. Absolutely, right yeah, right, right, right over there in Northside or Southside. Yeah, well, Southside, yeah, the 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 just Southside, right? Just the. Yeah. I know back whenever you used to live off of Bryant Irvin, that was more south side than this for sure. But we are tucked away just underneath uh, or just south of uh, I-30 here between Rosedale and Allen on Lipscomb. Uh, But uh, big show tonight, and we're all looking forward to it. The uh, ring is going up as we speak, and and, uh, I'm taking a quick break, a little lunch break to knock out – knock out this podcast for everybody today so we can uh, finish um, our AL West preview on the stupid Astros. <laughs> well, hey, nice, uh, nice. You, it almost uh, sounded you, like you were using some profanity there, but you didn't. So uh, that's no, really nice. Really nice. We no, can actually I, go with that. That can be, I mean, that I would actually them, be, but... that would be a great t-shirt and it could be a t-shirt that we at uh, Texas Rangers with the boys might uh, think about possibly having a, for uh, maybe a, a, a Twitter or an Instagram uh, selfie picture or something to, to post for for the for us as a group. But uh, so hey, you know what? Really exciting to hear about that. Little did you guys know you were going to get some backstage uh, insight from a professional wrestling event on this show as well. But to me, it also shows how much dedication and love uh, Bull, the three hundred pound manimal, uh, has for baseball has for the Texas Rangers and has for this audience that he is tucked away in a groom's room, groomsman room in a chapel to make sure that we can talk about the stupid Astros. Uh, and and uh, we would be really, remiss. Yeah. And we they really, go ahead. If, go ahead. Uh, I didn't tell people that you could find me oh, at Manimal oh. Bull on Twitter at Manimal 300 mm. on Instagram mm. at Bull Pro Sir Handle Manimal on TikTok and for all the people that will probably be at the wrestling show tonight. Yes. Hit me up on Facebook yeah. at uh, 
bull pro or if you want to like the 300 pound manimal page you can go ahead and do that too so let's get into these stupid astros well you know i i what a talking about the astros it's like we don't like them as a team but you can't help but like what this organization has put together in terms of just as a as far as just from the from the minor league system all the way up through the major league system this is where the texas rangers want to be in a few years um i mean it, when you go through this the depth of talent on this team at the major league and the minor league level the pitching i mean this is how you build an organization and you really have to give take your hats off to the the Astros, whether you love them or hate them, which we we are obviously haters here, but again, uh, that doesn't mean you can't acknowledge and recognize uh, good when you see it. And and Astros have built a heck of a team, and they have a heck of a roster. Yeah, and when you look at it, I mean, up and down the lineup, they've got their weakest spot is catcher, but I mean, only hitting wise, Martin Maldonado is a is a pretty solid backstop that catches a good game and I think those pitchers that uh that all have sub three ERAs or sub four ERAs they all like throwing to Martin Maldonado but other than that mm-hmm. I mean they're pretty loaded everywhere center field might be a little bit down from from past days with George Springer but mm-hmm. I mean Altuve and Brantley up at the top of the order Brantley's probably going to play a lot more DH than left field these days but it doesn't matter because Jordan Alvarez has learned how to play left field. And, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to be a gold glover ever, but he can handle his own out there in left field. And he plays a good enough left field to justify putting him in the lineup because of everything else he does. I mean, well, he's, he's a and, monster. And let's, just, let's, let's also not, let's not forget that though they are quote unquote weak at catcher at AAA, they've got a guy named Yainer Diaz who only last year at AAA had a 294 batting average, a 342 on base, slugged 587. Uh, it looks like he's ready to be the next uh, big breakthrough guy. Not only that, the number three prospect in their organization is already on the major league roster uh, as their backup catcher. Uh, and I'm trying to pull Corey up his Lee. name right now. Um, Corey Lee. Corey Lee. So yeah. it's like, I mean uh, – it's like you want to find the one weakness they have. They've got two guys ready to come in and yeah, possibly like, become big time players right off the bat. It looks like if they are going to be weak at catcher, it may just be this year, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, cause cause Corey Lee, he's a first round draft pick from 2019 and they, they managed to find talent at the bottom of that uh, first round every year in the draft. So, I mean, I, yeah. I don't see why Corey Lee wouldn't be uh, slotted in there to film fill time for Maldonado and then like you were saying they've got uh was it Diaz uh yeah, yeah. near Diaz 20, on 21 years old yeah I mean they're they're again <laughs> they, mean, you know look at this I mean Corey them. Lee Corey Lee last year at triple a you know only hit 238 with a 307 on base but he slugged 483 hit 25 homers yeah uh, that's last year so I mean that's it that's an interesting that's an interesting note from a guy that's going to play backstop and especially, uh, you know, Maldonado. It's just every, you know, every year the Astros have got more more coming at you, and it's because they do a good job of finding and developing players. And yep. I think that's been a, a Ranger. When the Rangers were winning games, they were developing players. When they weren't winning yep. games, they weren't developing players. And that's just 
what the Astros' M.O. has been. And, I mean, you can look at all the other teams around the uh, Major League Baseball, too, and they're all looking for Astro players, too. So, right. you know, I mean, when the, when the Astros, when they release somebody off their 40, man, they don't make it very far down that list before somebody claims them. And yeah. for very – I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think they're just one of those teams that they just keep every year. You know, they add they add new guys in. Last year, season. MVP of the World Series. So, you know, I mean, it was very mm-hmm. fitting last year that, that Carlos Correa had to um, interview Jeremy Pena while he was sitting in a studio and Jeremy Pena was winning a, a championship. I, I mean, like, money's great and all, but it doesn't it doesn't mean you're going to win anything. And, and uh, you know, getting that right group of people and plugging a guy like Jeremy Pena into a – into a uh, roster where he doesn't have to be anything but Jeremy Pena. He doesn't have to be yeah. Carlos Correa because they've got Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez. Um, and last year it was Yuri, Yuri Gurriel instead of Jose Abreu. But Kyle Tucker, and <laughs> I mean, they've got – they're loaded. I mean, one through seven, they're pretty solid right now. I mean, especially yeah. if Jose Abreu is going to hit in the five hole. And, I mean, you got to go Bregman, Alvarez, Abreu, three, four, five through there. That's uh, scary, mm-hmm. especially with Tucker behind it and, and yeah. Brantley and Altuve in front of it. And, you know, they're, they're just a they're just a team that right now they're deep. And, you know, I mean, you're, you're hoping that you get into those areas where – these guys start becoming free agents soon and they move off of the Astros. Yeah. I I'm going to, I'm going to give or you get a, old. one of the two. You <laughs> yeah. know? Well, I'm going to give you a hot take. I'm going to give you a quick hot take because Kyle Tucker. And again, everybody knows who he is. Obviously like he's not a, a he's not an unknown guy. He was but... one of those untouchable guys. Whenever the Astros were trying to upgrade teams and everybody'd ask about Kyle Tucker, and they'd tell him no. They, yep. They'll go a different direction, you know, like we talked about last night. You know, some of those well, guys just tell him no. Well, I want to talk about him just for a second, just because I believe he is probably the most underrated player on the Astros and in maybe not on the Astros, but maybe in the Major League Baseball. I mean, a solid. He's a, he's above average D WAR player. Hits for power, gets on base. I mean, there's nothing the guy lacks. And I just think if he were to have, my son agrees, you know, 20 stolen bases last year, 35 home runs. I mean, if he's not on the same team as Jordan Alvarez, he would be right in the thick of, and he really should be right in the thick of an MVP conversation because I really think he is a underrated player in terms of maybe – Maybe not um, for the Astros necessarily, but just in, in general, Major League Baseball overall. He finished 15th last year, respectively, in the MVP voting. But I would be willing to say that that he's a lot better player than uh, he can, he's getting credit for because he's a scary dude when he comes up to the plate. And uh, just a guy, again, that just needs a little bit of recognition because this lineup's so strong and the Altuve's and the – the Bregmans and the Alvarez and now Abreu comes on, <clears throat> even Brantley. But this guy, man, I, I just think he's probably the best player. And this is another hot take. I think he's the best player on this team on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, if they didn't have uh, Jordan Alvarez, on, I'd agree with you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, other the, the second best, yeah. I mean, Altuve's a good hitter. Um, yeah. 
You know, Brantley's a good hitter, but Brantley, this is going to be Brantley. He's going to be 36 this year. So it's, you yeah. know, you're going to, you're going to have to either accept his, his continued decline. And, and they, I think they have because they continue and mm-hmm. let him hit. So, you know, I mean, but, but Bregman, Bregman's getting to that point where, you know, he's got, he's ready. I think he'll be a, he'll be a free agent after the year, but I don't know what they're, I don't know exactly what they've got. I don't know if they've signed it. But then you're looking, you know, but behind that you've got Alvarez and Abreu that they locked down for three years. So, you know, they might be able to let Alex Bregman walk away next year. And, you, you know, they probably got a third baseman down there that's going to take you. Like, yep, you know, they do. You know, Joe, do. Joe Perez. <laughs> yeah, man. He looks like he's ready to get it, come onto the scene right now. Yeah, see, I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't fail. And they on their 40 man that uh uh Ryland Bannon that um the waivers from the Cubs I think Bannon might have been blocked with the Cubs um so mm-hmm. they just they got them going they got guys and they've got guys at every level that are draft picks or ready to you know I mean maybe not ready to go maybe not all of them are ball play, you know but yeah they got guys they just yeah. uh, like they always do they've always they continue to well, have and- guys and and like uh, like we said, you know, just because you know, if Joe Perez doesn't pan out, they've got three or five uh, short stops at that next level down that uh, at that level and the next level down that are that are ready to be guys for them. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, Carrasco, Carrasco, or I'm sorry, Carrasco, very Car- Carrasco is a guy that they got, you know, through the rule five that they're going to have to try and do something with. So, you know, we'll just see, we'll just see what happens. And, and uh, they've got, but they've got guys, you know, they've got. Yeah. I want to, I want to clarify. Let me, let me clarify when I was talking about Kyle Tucker and, and I think I misspoke when I said the best player on the team offensively, what I really meant was the best non-pitcher the best all-around player on the team when you consider everything that he does defensively, offensively. Um, I think he's got – that's what he has on Jordan Alvarez. Uh, at, at the plate, I'll give Alvarez yeah, I mean, the edge, he, but, plays, he plays right field, has a huge arm, all those things that all yeah. Alvarez does. Yep. I mean, I mean over, he's, he's definitely – I mean, in, I think Alvarez – but I don't think by very oh, much. Yeah. And, and Kyle I'm, Tucker, I mean – three got lots and lots of and you know yep he's just yep. we'll just have to what wait. a what a what a great problem just to have watch him but <laughs> yeah and, man but, there's hey, a reason so, why he was taken we're all in 15 and but i don't want to get this is not the kyle tucker show um no. but i want you know i would just say like when <laughs> When you look at this, when you really just look at this major league roster, it's it's the idea. I mean, in many ways, it's kind of the perfect roster because you have veteran. And you're talking about the I'm talking about the lineup here. The you have veteran guys in there, um, and then you also have young guys that are kind of just coming up. You got some uh, younger guys that are kind of breaking out that are looking to hopefully break out on your, on their bench. And then on the forty man roster, you've got some guys that you know high rated um, prospects that. Again, you're probably going to see a lot of these guys at some point in this year. Yeah, yeah. It, so it really uh, just scary. 
scary on the offensive side of the ball, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you know, and then you move to that other side of the ball and they're just as scary. Right, right. Well, they're kind ahead. of the exact opposite of the Angels, right? They have uh, their yeah. their ace overall or their number one pitcher is a left-hander and the four mm-hmm. subsequent pitchers behind him are all right-handers. So they're kind of that opposite completely of the Angels where they had one right-hander and three left-handers or four left-handers behind him. Um, quick but, side note, quick, you know, quick, side note. quick side note question, um, or just maybe just a little topic in regards to the Angels and the Astros. You know, it's really, it's really interesting because yes, the Astros, I would say are a little bit more talented uh, on the offensive side of the ball than the Angels are, but I don't think it's by much. And I think that's kind of the uh-huh. real kind of the head scratcher with the Angels is like, we looked at the Angels yesterday. We're talking about the Astros today, and I just don't see a huge degree of separation between these two teams. I mean, really, I don't. Yeah, which, which is weird because which is one weird. of them is probably going to win like 105 games, and the other one is probably going to be somewhere around 500. Yeah, agreed. You know, but I mean, like you look at that rotation that the Astros have put together, and it's I mean, it's all homegrown, and it's not like when you go down to their minor leagues and you look at the guys that they have that are starting pitchers on their 40 man rotation, all those guys are homegrown too. So, yeah. I mean, they somehow developed eight, 10, 12, 15 pitches pitchers. And don't forget like guys like Musgrove from uh, San Diego. Uh, he was, uh, he was brought up through the Astro system. They've traded a lot of guys away through the years that have been good pitchers in the big leagues. And, and, you know, as guys become free agents that they don't re up, those guys go somewhere else and they're good pitchers too. Right. And I mean, Houston just, they do a good job of developing the guys that the, the coaches that they have at their minor league system and their, their guy that, uh, you know, the, that they've put in front of their farm systems and put in charge of it, that he does a good job. And, and I mean, when you look at it, I mean, you look through that, that roster, every one of those guys was either drafted or brought <laughs> here from the, from overseas as a, uh, you know, as a, uh, as a, uh, um, Astros. Free agent uh, yeah, yeah free agent guys. and then when you look into their bullpen, then you, Kind of, that's where they go when they get their pieces. You know, they've they traded for uh, Aaron Presley. They traded for Rafael Montero. They um, um, they went out and they traded for Phil Mattoon last year to get better in the uh, at the deadline. And then you know, Rule Five guys. They've got a Rule Five guy in Seth Martinez. You know, free agent signings where, I mean, basically, Naris and Stanek are free agent signings. And then they've got one guy that they drafted and one guy that was from uh, 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 international the Dominican. In, yeah, Dominican. In yeah, and Abreu. But other than that, they they kind of bought their bullpen, whereas they home grew their rotation. And it looks like the guys that have kind of fell into their bullpen, grown guys, are guys that weren't going to be big league pieces of start looking at it and i mean this is a this is a good team with a lot of good pieces on it and it just doesn't stop them in the whole 26 man roster you know there aren't bad players on there there aren't guys that are liabilities and that's the reason why they're coming off of a a world championship there just aren't liabilities when you even look at their bench 
I mean, they're going to find out about Corey Lee. They're going to find out about David Hensley. They're going to find out about Mar- Maurice Dubon and Jake Myers. And if those guys, I mean, you know, both they've all got options besides uh, Dubon. And uh, so they don't have to clear anybody besides him and everybody else. I mean, you know, I mean, if Dubon doesn't work out, then he just goes right through waivers and they move on to the next guy. It's just the way yep. that they've done business for a lot of years now. And especially since they went through, I mean, hey, Astro fans had to go through it. I mean, that was a bad team in the National League, and they came over to the American League and just got beat up. I mean, they went from base six to 2015. So you're talking 10 full base or nine full baseball seasons because 15, they were pretty good, but nine full years of really bad hundred loss baseball teams and a new manager every season. And now they brought guys in there that didn't even know how to manage the game. I mean, they were, they struggled for a lot of years finding a good manager. Then when they got a new man, a good manager, he's the guy that took the brunt of the, the, uh, the the cheating scandal or whatever and uh, you know I mean good for Dusty Dusty inherited a good team and didn't have to you know he didn't have to uh, go out there and put a team together that was that was going to win a world championship it was already there for him and he just had to manage him and that's what he's the best at Dusty Baker yeah. is a great manager and he's a great players manager and you know the um, I when I say the boys you know what I mean but the boys they love him. The boys love yeah. him, and I think that's what uh, Bruce Bochy is, and that's why the Rangers brought him around, is because right. the boys love him. And, I mean, you know, like, we can't all be manimals where they are, they hate your guts. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, somebody's got to be somebody's got to be liked. And I think that Dusty Baker is one of those guys that he's just genuinely liked in the game of baseball. And, and I mean, from Cincinnati to Washington to San Francisco and all the places that he's been in between, all those places were right there to wish him the best last year when he won. So he was like, he's universally loved everywhere he goes. And, you know, I mean, uh, even Dusty Baker's a guy that I don't hate, even though I hate that team that he manages. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're looking at the the pitching staff for the Astros, just really up and down from the starting pitching to the relief pitching, and and when you really, and then on even even on further, knowing that they have a lot of options in terms of players that can come in and and maybe fill some of the roles uh, of some of these uh, free agent signings that maybe you know are buying them time before so for some of these younger guys to develop. I mean, they they have they have guys they have. 11 players in their pitch in on their major league roster pitching staff right now that are in the top 100 in baseball in their pitching. Yes. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's, that's more that than is, 10% of the, the best pitchers in baseball are all Astros. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, you have, I mean, you got guys ranked like seventh, 30th, 45th, 60th, in the bullpen, that's in the starting pitch. Yeah, like guys rank yeah. 10, 13. I mean, it's just wild. I mean, they have so much talent. And and this is, again, I want to contrast this to the Angels because this is – I'm giving a little – probably credit to the coaching staff and the organization more at this point. But the Angels, we looked at this team, their team yesterday, and they have a good pitching staff and they have a good bullpen. They have a good offense, and yet they can't seem – and you together. always ask yourself every year when you think about it, well, will they? Yeah, will they? You know, but with like the Astros. Not that guarantee like the Astros. I mean, 
Like right now, I'm saying it. The Astros are going to win 95 to 105 games again this year. Yeah. yeah. But the Angels, you, you you know my prediction on the Angels. The Angels could win anywhere from 80 to 110. I have right. no idea. Yeah. You know, is, no is idea. Rendon going to be better? Is is Trout and Otani going to stay healthy? Uh, you know, they always have 100 questions where it feels like the Astros. I mean, even guys like Michael Brantley stay healthy for the whole season. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just a – they're just a good team, a good franchise, and you know it took a lot of years of losing to get there. I mean, people don't realize how bad the Astros and the city of Houston had it for a lot of years, but they're mm-hmm. being rewarded right now for that patience and all those years of of the juice box having maybe fifty people there every night, more people there for the uh, opposing team than the Astros. You know, so it's been a uh, it's been a weird journey for them, but they've they managed to get themselves right and. They're, they just continue to churn them out, even though they've they've lost a handful of guys like Springer and Correa and and Verlander and some of the, and Garrett Cole and you mm-hmm. know they lose guys and they just continue to be the same team that's going out there to win. Right. I mean, it's like wild because you almost don't even remember that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because exactly. The guys, I mean, the guys that replace them just literally and... just come right in and and literally replace them right at that level or someplace some some better. So I'm not gonna lie, I've I've spent enough time gushing about the Astros. Sure, sure. Well, I want to talk a little bit about a question. I had a question for you, just perfect because uh, you perfect. do these we things. We get the hell away from the Astros. <laughs> you do these things. Well, it is an Astros-related question, but it, you do these things. So I'm looking at their starting pitching, right? And they've got like you know everybody's under 30. Um, all these guys came up through the organization. Uh, four out of five of their starting guys were. Uh, amateur signings from uh, Dominican, Venezuela, Mexico, and then McCullers they got in the first round. But all of these guys have, and again, I know they're not going to option these guys down, but all these guys have two options, three options, three options, two options. Does this mean, and again, help me out, maybe maybe somebody listening has the same question. Does this mean these guys came up to the majors and they literally were good enough to never have to be really sent back down? And that's why they've got all these options. I think you get four. I think you get four mm-hmm. options to start. So mm-hmm. three or four. I think it's four, though. You get four options, um, and you can get a medical-related option if you if, if need be. But, no, I mean, the, the guys come up and they find roles for him. Fran Beer Valdez, he wasn't a starter a couple of years ago. He was a guy that was getting outs for him out of the bullpen. And, yep. uh, you know, I mean, they weren't always starters. They found roles for him. And when they had Cole and Verlander and Grinky and uh, th- those guys across there, uh, Dallas Keuchel, remember yep. he used to be a good pitcher at one point too. Yep. Um, yep. Not for the Rangers, but he was a good pitcher at one point. Um but they just continued to find roles for these guys and those guys that have two options or one option left. I mean, they got optioned up and back, but they they just managed to uh, pitch well enough to stay up whenever they were there. And I mean, you know, like not good players don't always use their options. You know, I don't that's, I don't expect that's kind of what I'm looking at. Use an option. I don't well, expect- that's kind of what I'm looking at. And and again, I may and I think you're kind of clarified or answered my question for me. Really, is just that. So these guys were good at once they got up. Like they stayed, like they stayed. They're they up, were, yeah. They immediately made an impact. They were good enough to keep a spot on the team, and like you said, they found a role within the team, and they stayed at the major league level. Which again, yeah, I think is is again we talk a lot in one of our kind of mottos. Sorry to just keep rambling, but just to kind of clarify the direction 
But one of our models is like, you know, these prospects will break your heart. But these guys yeah. are not heartbreakers. Yeah, well, these are... <laughs> they, they, they aren't just yet. I mean, you know, like, I'm not saying that I think Christian Javier and Louis Garcia and Jose Urquidy Uruqu- 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 are going to be like monsters for the rest of their careers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, sometimes sometimes it's just the place you're at, the people you're with, the, the that all works to your advantage. And, and I don't know. I mean, I'm not I, I don't think those guys are all going to be as good as they were last year. But at the same time, I don't have any says that that says they won't be. You know, I don't have anything that says they won't be. I don't have any stats that prove that Fran Bar Valdez was a flash in the pan last year. No, there's a good chance that he's going to make a lot of quality starts this year, too. I mean, that that wasn't a fluke and that he's going to be able to work himself through six innings of baseball quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just a lot. A lot. That's all up in the air. A lot. A lot of uh, a lot of there are some questions about this this rotation. Um, next year, obviously, they answered a lot of those questions, a lot of questions last year. But having Verlander, uh, not having Verlander at the top of that rotation, it's going to be an interesting thing to see how it affects the entire team as a whole, and and really what it, what what the bottom line comes down to when it when it comes down time to, you know, for playoff time and and where the Astros finish in the West. We obviously know where you think they're going to finish, and you think they're going to be a ninety-five to hundred win team. I I, I can't disagree until they proved. Otherwise, that they're not. Yeah, I mean, what, what if if some of those pitchers go down early in the season, and the next thing you know, Presley can't get an out to save his life. You know, then we're talking about maybe eighty-five wins. But but for the most right. part, I mean, this is a good team that they don't walk guys, they don't they strike a lot of batters out. I mean, they're good. They're good. They're going to be good. It's not even going to be. You know, I mean, if they're going to finish ahead of everybody else in the AL West, in my opinion. And if they don't, it's because of injuries. I mean, they would have to be like the 2014 Ranger type injuries to uh-huh. keep them, you know, I mean, like, uh, and even remember the 2014 Rangers, they were in first place midway through June, you know, so, I mean, uh, so I don't know. I, I, I think that they'll probably win the West again this year and the West may have two, maybe even you know, three wildcard teams. Let me ask you this. So the the name of the or let me just bring this up. The name of the the winner the is it the silver boot that the, the winner boot, of this yes. the silver boot is the winner of the Astros versus the Rangers rivalry for the year. I know these teams are going to play less games this year than they normally do. But my question to you, and and, and again, this is my kind of my uh, fun kind of question for the day. But you know. If the Rangers win the silver boot this year, if they beat the Astros more times than the Astros beat them, will you consider that a major a, a key of success for this I team? I think it would be an really upset, yeah, I think. I don't know that rival? I would – I wouldn't label that as a, a term of success or whatever, but it would be a nice upset and a nice – Rangers this year, uh, especially, uh, you know – trying to match up but you know the rangers scored as many runs as the astros last year they didn't have the pitch year but i think they might even have a little bit better stats than the astros so we'll just see we'll just see it okay. at this point it's yeah. about health i don't know i mean i'm not saying that the rangers are better than the astros i'm definitely not saying that so don't but but let's just say this you know, you know like think right. about it, like again we we're both <laughs> well you know you know i love predictions anyways but you know like um you know, the, we're, we're both big college football guys. And, and when you beat your rival, if you even if you, you know, say you're an up and coming team, you know, and, 
and your rivals, you know, I'm a Michigan fan and say your rival is way better than you and has been way better than you for a while. Um, and you're trying to make your way up, you know, you're trying to get to that point. You know, if the Rangers can just, if anything, you know, have a success, obviously finish with a winning record this year, I think is really important, but also if you can beat your rival and out and beat them winning record, I would personally consider that a successful season uh, for the Rangers. Obviously we want to see a playoff win. We want to see, then make the playoffs. I mean, you know, you don't sign you don't sign John Degrom just to just for the the sake of stats. You want to win. Let's be but, honest. No one signed John Degrom, anyways. Oh, sorry about that. Um, but no, Jake Degrom. Sorry about that. But no, we didn't sign him just to just to have a guy to draw tickets. So that's part of it. But the reason is to win. And of course, we would like to to see a huge turnaround with the Rangers and see a turnaround with the record. But you know. All I'm looking for, and I and I think we both agree on this. All we're looking for is them to show that they're they're really making a concentrated, solid effort to be a highly competitive team. If we come up a little short, but you know we're beating our rival, we're finishing with the winning record. You know, that to me is a building block to show that hey, we're we took the next step. And I think that's all we're really looking for for the Rangers this year is really let's take the next step. Agree, yeah, and be like the Astros of 2017. Right, just take the next step. Show us that, hey, there's some life, and like I said, maybe a winning record and then maybe the feather in the cap of bringing home that silver boot, especially if the Astros finish at the top of the league again this year, uh, to say, hey, we, we, we owned our rivals, and next year we're the team to really watch out for in 2024. But, again, that, that to me is a low bar. To Agreed. me, I, I think a high bar is, hey, World if everybody champions. stays healthy. Yes, if everybody stays healthy, if everything goes right, if this if this coaching staff and the free agents that we signed and the, and, the, and the prospects that we think so highly of, if all of it comes together, there's no reason that Let's the Texas Rangers yeah. could not be competing for a World Series this year. Too many teams have and after- over a year that are not as good as this Rangers team are and compete for and a title. Sure. So go ahead. And the Astros were, they rolled the playoffs this year and all of that and, and were the number one team basically the whole season. But that whole series, that team only won 88 games or 89 games. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they the playoffs and, you know, handled a good St. Louis team, a uh, St go team and uh the, you know next thing you know they're in the world series and yep. uh, uh you know i think that same thing could happen all you got to do is just get the tournament and see what happens and see if your horses can run with their horses for three games or five games or seven games yep i really like the rangers in the in the in, in the as a as a playoff mode team i think they're actually a team that looks like they might be built better for short series and in, in, in playoff type baseball but you got to get there first. So uh, yep. I think we're coming in for a landing. That's good for today. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, anything we've else talked you enough throw about out there. the Astros. Yeah. I got to get back to putting the ring up. So, um, <laughs> but we've talked enough about the Astros. We know they're good. They know they're good. Houston fans know they, they're good. So, you know, let's see if the uh, Rangers can start chipping away at some of that uh, in between ground. Love it. I love it. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, best of luck tonight. Uh, buddy with the wrestling event. I uh, can't wait to be back in Texas and, and come check out some of these shows and, 
and really get to enjoy this stuff uh, live. And maybe we can do a, a, a one of our a live show from there, from one of the shows uh, here and there. So really exciting. Can't wait to hear about it on Monday. Uh, I'm sure the people can't wait to hear about how much how much fun you guys had and, and really just the impact that you guys are making on the community, which is all we can ask for. So, uh, you know, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. As far as what we're doing next week, stay tuned. We we don't I don't even know if we know, but we will okay. be talking Texas. Nope. We will be talking Texas Rangers baseball because we are your only Texans doing a daily Texas Rangers uh, baseball podcast. So this is Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys on a Friday signing out.